Oh, that reminded me of a joke I was working on about how uh, uh, we're getting this on camera, so don't steal it. Oh wait, uh, well, <laughs> wait, wait, wait! It reminds you what what joke references the F word, Nick? Tell us all no, about no, no, your no. joke. Was, <laughs> we're, we're kind of doubling. We're kind of. Uh, <laughs> Hold on. This episode of Unloading Me is not brought to you by your favorite male enhancement, such as Blue Chew or whatever other names they have. I really don't know anything about the products. I don't, I obviously don't take them. Um, this guy over here, Stefano does, right? You take them. Which one do you take? You don't. What do you mean? You don't obviously you, you don't need. Wow. Um, I'm just sorry guys. I'm, I kind of lost my train of thought. I'm just really more impressed that he's, he actually got laid. Um, if you're tired of these fake ads, make sure to reach out to your favorite sponsors like Blue Chew and tell them to sponsor Unloading Meat. Now back to the show. My next guest is a great fellow, except for his last name, oh, but we'll get man. to it. He doesn't smoke weed, even though with the last name Dinks. Um, he <laughs> talks about it in his stand-up. I'm not trying to steal his shit. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the host of the Stop and Smell the Roses comedy show in Broken Arrow at Rose Lounge once a month, every last Friday. Please give it up for the one, the only, Nick Danks. What's up, Nick? What's up, man? Welcome to Unloading like, Meat. Hey, thanks for having me, Jared. Thank you, man. After we've already been talking for like 45 minutes, I forgot yeah. to intro you. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, the magic editing. <laughs> I feel like I've got that persona of the ho- of like being a host, you know, for, yeah. for today. So it was like right when you were introing me, I, I really wanted to come back and be like, give it up, give a round of applause for Jerry <laughs> Like that's the mindset I'm in. Yeah. The first podcast, thank you so much for having me. No problem, man. Thank you for coming on, man. I, I've enjoyed already talking to you off camera or you know, magic editing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and scene. The, the magic. Yeah. I want to put a rainbow up there right there for you. <laughs> oh, just, yeah, just right there. The magic, like just from SpongeBob, yeah. <laughs> it'll tie in since it's Pride Month too. Uh, I won't lose half the audience, fucking conservatives. Yeah, I, <laughs> uh, it's kind of funny. Like I don't really fall into uh, like the Pride Month, you know, yeah. kind of thing. But I support it. You know, it's cool. Do whatever you want to well, do. Well, well, by the time this comes out, it'll be like August. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. So for me, it's mental. It's uh, Men's Health Awareness Month. Just Tulsa's gonna smell like a lot of dry cum. I've been. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, especially uh especially over there in downtown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I know there is a Pride Street. Yeah. Downtown. Oh, yeah. I think they painted over the Black Lives Matter with a rainbow this month. Oh yeah. Eh? Oops. <laughs> Who, who's that for? Edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, last last, <laughs> last night at uh, at Go, uh they had problems with the mic stand. Like it, it like broke like right at the start. And so like Angela and her is it her husband or fiance or whatever. Oh yeah. Uh we're like going back and forth trying to move like different mind stands, like as we're trying to call people up. Mm-hmm. And they put like an old one up that broke. They called me up and I went and grabbed it back out and I was like, No, 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 no. All lives all microphone stands lives matter, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I had them both right there. And I was like, hey, look, it's like you versus the guy she tells you not to worry about. Yeah. Like it's like <laughs> And I just started ripping on the mic stands, you know, what I mean? just having fun with it. 
I love little improv stuff yeah. like that. Like, uh, especially when I'm hosting, like, I'll try to, like, think of something on the spot for, like, uh, whenever people are coming off and I go back up and, like, that couple seconds to, like, bring the next person up. I love, like, if I can come up with something on the spot to riff them, you know, keep the energy up. Yeah. Love doing that. Yeah, and I think the audience appreciates it because, like, like I, I honestly think, like, it's kind of how I feel when people are like, oh, I don't want this subject done. I don't want this done or something like that. And I understand there's certain rooms you got to know your audience. Yeah. But there's also things of, like, I think an audience is smart enough to recognize effort. Mm-hmm. And, yes, there are some taboo tab- subjects where if you're going to go in that, that genre or if you're going to be that taboo subject, you better nail it. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. more – it's a riskier subject, so you just got to be more, you know, clever. Yeah. And is honestly, I feel that you shouldn't, you know, treat an audience like an idiot. But it's just, just one of those things where, like, if it's a clever effort and the audience can recognize it's funny and intentionally not trying to put somebody down or punch down. Yeah, there's a few people um, that I really enjoy in the comedy scene that I really want to book, but um, it's just a handful of people that I would I would just have to be like, hey, you can't tell this joke. Yeah, it's not that. Like, I don't care about. Like, I love the audience. Like, I want them to yeah. have a good time. But really, it's like those certain very particular things yeah. like in jokes and stuff that the owner would probably be mad. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I he's the only person I really have to like can keep happy. Yeah, you, you got you got to like know make your him audience. money. I've got to make sure that he's not like going to lose money, you know. Yeah. Like I so far um you know for the good couple months I've been doing the show, I don't think we've really walked anybody. Yeah. Um I think we've had one guy who was just too shit-faced and fell over out of his chair and stuff like that was probably one of the worst things that's happened so far during our, one of my shows. But yeah, there's just, uh, there's just certain things that like, um, you just got to kind of know the audience and kind of like Rose lounge, for example, it, the, it looks like a really nice kind of cool little lounge kind of bar, but yeah. it tends to be really blue collar. A lot of the people that go there, are a lot of blue collar. Cause, yeah. uh, the only other bar, um, that's available in Broken Arrow that is around that kind of atmosphere, that kind of same style is uh, like, oh shoot, it's that like Irish name bar. CJ Maloney? No, uh, that's, that's why I was on J- Jameson's. Jameson's. Yeah, so. I mean, oh, that's CJ Maloney's last time I popped up. Like, oh, yeah. I was, I'm still hungover. <laughs> <laughs> we drink right, way too much. Oh, goodness. I'm glad I, I, ch- I should have gotten more sleep last night for this, but man, that's why I like text you this morning. I was like, Hey, we're still on today. Like, oh god, I'm getting out of bed. Like, trying to shower. And I went stuff to bed at like f- almost five o'clock in the morning, <laughs> and then like I was like, I want to set an alarm for like eleven a.m. because I know I have this podcast at noon. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I know Nick's gonna call or text in the morning just to remind it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I want to put my phone on loud just in case. Well, this is an hour you, drive, so for yeah. me, I was like, I'm gonna be there at eleven. I'm yeah. gonna be early. <laughs> well, that's like I, then I te- like you text me, and I was just like, yep, cool. Hell yeah. And then my body was like, hey, you have to take a shit. And I was yeah, like, I okay, yep, yep, I'm up. I stayed up till about 3 o'clock with uh, playing Diablo 4. How is it? Oh, dude. <laughs> it's like, I wasn't a huge fan of D3. Neither, neither I played was. the I played so much of uh, Diablo 2 when I was a kid. Like, I had my on my laptop. Like, yeah. Me and my friend had, like, the, we had the, the battle box or whatever. And, like, I didn't realize that we played just, like, Link together, right? Yeah. So I never, I did not expect Diablo 4 to be, like, more of MMO-ish, you know? Yeah. Like, where, oh, there's people! I don't like this. Go away. Shoo shoo. Yeah. So I'm playing in offline mode unless I'm playing with my friends. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't want to see other people. Yeah. Like, I don't blame you. Like I just, I'm like, oh, you're taking up space on my screen. Yeah. Just trash out of here. I I, I played Diablo <laughs> two a little bit. Uh, Diablo three didn't do it for me. I was a WoW guy. Yeah. I I I played WoW for like 14 years. Oh okay. Yeah. Um, I met I met my first wife in WoW. Oh wow. I never played wow. World yeah. of Warcraft. I played Warcraft three. Yeah. yeah. 
But Warcraft, I mean, I, I played Warcraft three. I love Warcraft three. It still holds up, except for the remake. Oh yeah, I didn't like the remake. My favorite like game mode was always pimp my peons. <laughs> you ever play that uh-uh. one? Oh, dude, it's hilarious. It's it's a really simple game mode. It's just everybody has a little hill and it's on a grid system, and you just constantly send your minions to go attack, and it's just uh, and then you basically level up your minions, give them new different attributes and stuff. And it's like it's a play on words from Pimp My Ride. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, you really dated yourself there, man. <laughs> <Yeah. friend. laughs> I'm the I'm like one of the last years of millennials. <laughs> we, we heard you like peons, so we put peons on your peons on your peons. <laughs> you want a, more peons? Yeah. Boom, more peons. That's an exhibit reference for you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, it's probably on Paramount somewhere. I bet Pimp My Ride. The old episodes are on Paramount Plus. I hope like so. Like, you know what my latest fascination is? Huh? So like. Remember when they had Discovery Plus and it bombed and it failed? Like the the app did, they had. I didn't know it failed. Like it. I heard about it, but it, no, it I didn't go know. well. And then they merged. They them and HBO Max are now one company. Oh, okay. So now it's, it's called Max. I know a lot of uh, like some of History Channel stuff goes to like Disney. Yeah. I know the rest goes to Paramount. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, like uh, so anything that was on Discovery, TLC, Food Network, all that stuff, mm-hmm. they put them in the Discovery Plus. And they tried to launch their own fucking streaming service last year, mm. and it was like ten bucks a month. For just that kind of content, and nobody really subscribed to it. Yeah, because it's just that kind of shit. And then them and HBO Max merged, and now it's just called Max, and it's all one price and stuff. What I'm getting at is, I just found out they had all the old seasons of American Chopper on there. Oh, and as a fucking kid from Oklahoma in the fucking early 2000s, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I grew up in that era. American Chopper is a good show. Those were actually really cool. Yeah, I'm not saying Pimp My Ride wasn't cool, but it was just it was so ridiculous. Yeah. like here, like if you looked up like how people reacted to their cars getting them back, it's like it was badass for yeah. like six months, and then it was just con- it was like- visual. <laughs> it was cosmetic only. Those cars did yeah. not run well. Yeah, no, they didn't do anything for the engines. No, yeah, it was it- like you got a Toyota Corolla with a fish tank in the. And turntables and, and all like this anything, stuff. it would be cool when you take a drill to it and drill it in and bolt it. Like it's like yeah. that's all they did to a lot of shit. Or you super glue to fucking glue fucking things to the fucking dash. Yeah, but they didn't uh, upgrade the alternator. <laughs> no, <laughs> kill the battery in the yeah. alternator. Yeah. Oh god. But yeah, like, they have all twelve or thirteen seasons of American Chopper on Max now, mm. and I'm watching all that old Discovery shit and like past therapy and stuff like that now i'm watching american chopper with a whole new perspective context context i'm like man this is a really toxic relationship these fathers <laughs> should not be working together yeah uh, i hope that nothing happens in later seasons i've got some beef with uh paramount plus actually really I've got some beef with them yeah why That's what you how about dare it. they how dare they steal south park from hulu i i've got that combo disney plus hulu yeah. or whatever uh, and espn now you're telling me i've got to get another fucking service to watch one of my favorite shows of all time well they're on max now too are they on max yeah okay i don't have either of those <laughs> uh i'll give you my login oh no bet yeah, yeah i'll give you i love you uh max is honestly like honestly like you know they have that like, uh, you're talking about the, the disney hulu espn combo whatever yeah that was the greatest value in a long time honestly i think now with Discovery Plus and all the HBO stuff being merged into one thing. Yeah, it's a huge value for like fifteen bucks a month. They need to do more month. bundles like that. Yeah, yeah. But it's just one app now, just called Max, oh, and okay. like it's everything you can ever think of. And like they have every single season of South Park on there too. Nice. Um, their HBO or now Max is suing Paramount and South Park because of the South Park <laughs> shit. So before Paramount Plus was a thing. Uh, HBO Max got the exclusive rights to South Park, and that's what you were pissed about because they took it from Hulu. Yeah, it was it went to HBO Max. So rude. And then Paramount had this thing 
okay, well, we're launching Paramount Plus. We still want our South Park on our own shit. Mm-hmm. Well, we signed exclusive rights to HBO Max, but well, that was before we invented our own. So now we have our own. So yeah, you can have a new season on all this shift, but we're going to get South Park movie specials. Mm, oh, yeah, like the COVID special. Yeah. So, and the, yeah. My, my Google Home's doing fucked up things over there. Anyway. Um, anyway <laughs> uh, but like they got like four movie specials over at Paramount Plus. Yeah, well, I pirated them. Yeah, they're good. Sorry. I... Is it your alarm saying that you have a podcast today? No, uh, my sister just tried to call me. Oh, you can answer <laughs> it. We can, I can take a break. Oh, you want to see my break? <laughs> I like that. Can you hear it? Oh my gosh. Hey, I'm doing a podcast. What's up? Uh, I don't know if I'm going to grandma's yet. Say hi to unloading meat. Hi. I don't know if I'm going to grandma's either. Say say hi, Emily. It's the it's Jared Ralphie Allen on lo- unloading meat. You're on a live podcast right now. You're on a live podcast right now. Say hi. I put you on speakerphone right next to the mic. Say hi. Yeah, you're live on camera on unloading meat right now. Hi, guys. That's my sister, Emily. Hi, Emily. I don't know if I'm going to grandma's tonight. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm always the last one to know. <laughs> That's how I am, too. Like, I'm like, okay, there's a holiday coming up in three weeks, so I gotta call my sister and my mom, find out what's going on. Because no one call no one texts me, no one calls me. Love my family, and they're always excited to see me, but <laughs> it feels like I'm never invited. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. We might edit this out or we might keep it. This is good. This is good. <laughs> I'll leave that up to you. Emily, just don't drop the N-word. <laughs> yeah, Emily, don't say the N-word or the... It's it's Pride Month, so don't say the F-word. You can I, say fuck, but not the other F-word. It's, yeah. it's the gay N-word. That's my that's my, that's my my word. That's his word. Wait, ha- I can't say that. I'm bi. Well, I, I get it half the time. I have a faggot timeshare. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I love you, Emily. Love you too. Don't talk too much shit about me, please. Oh, I won't. Don't worry. <laughs> Bye, Emily. Bye. <laughs> That was actually great. Okay, I'm putting my phone. Uh, <laughs> put the put it in airplane mode or something. <laughs> Do not disturb. <laughs> that was good though. That was funny. We kept it fun. That was fun. You put it up to the mic. We're gonna use that. That was good. Oh yeah, I like that. That was fun. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, like I have a whole bit about that. Like, uh, like, okay, I think I've sucked enough cock to where I can say faggot. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it has to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like it's like how what, what's my quota? Okay. <laughs> Do I have to swallow? Where does it have to land? Um, okay. Oh, yeah, I, I think I can say it. But yeah, I have a whole bit like, like, like I'm part-time fag. I, I call myself a triple F, a fat, funny fag. And then I say, like, I'm part-time fag because I'm bi. I'm, I have a fag at timeshare. That's the jo- Jared Ralphie Allen of Triple H. Yeah. <laughs> I just think hashtag fag at timeshare sounds funny. <laughs> it's some condos down in... Uh... Down in Southern California. Yeah. <laughs> it's in San Francisco. I'm not going to repeat it, but yeah. <laughs> you, you know what he said. Yeah. Functional. <laughs> oh, that reminded me of a joke I was working on about how uh, uh, we're getting this on camera, so don't steal it. Oh, wait. Uh, well, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. It reminds you. What what joke references the F word, Nick? Tell us all no, about no, no, your no. joke. Was, <laughs> we're, we're kind of doubling. We're kind of. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Let me correct this. We're doubling back to. Uh, Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> Doubling back to things that I can't say. Um, 
Gay! <laughs> Things that I can't say. Like, uh, I was trying to write a joke about how, like, you know, I say brother a lot, you know? But I'm not like a brother. Yeah. Or I'm not like a brother, you yeah. know? Can't, like, walk up to a black guy and be like, hey, brother. Yeah. You know? Be all thug and stuff. Can't do that. I'm not, but, I, you know, I'm cultured. It's I like not, to think I'm cultured. You sound like the brother in uh, Arrested Development. It's like, hey, brother. Yeah. Yeah, I can't do I can't Tobias? Do or not Tobias. Uh, the well, one with I, the claw hand. Whenever I explain it, it's like, I'm a little, you know, I'm a brother. But, you know, or I'm not a brother. I'm a, I'm more of like a, yeah, brother. Yeah. <laughs> just more than a Hulk Hogan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> By the way, I just got to say, it's funny as shit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I wish they could have saw that one. Uh, Hulk Hogan. Let's talk about it. Um, he got canceled for a little bit for, you know, dropping the N-bomb during a, a sex tape. Okay, I'm going to retract my entire joke now. Okay. I didn't know that. No. Oh, you didn't know that? <laughs> I didn't know that. Hulk Hogan that. was canceled fucked. for like seven years. Like WWE wiped him from the, the like his name and everything for a bit. Oh, wow. Because um, <laughs> this is getting deep in wrestling lore. This is really fucking <laughs> weird. Do you know the name Bubba the Love Sponge? No. Okay, um, back in the early 2000s, he was like a rival or like a, he was on Howard Stern. Mm. And he was basically like South Florida's Howard Stern. He was a shock jock for the radio down there. And he, he was like Guy Fieri. He was a weird fucking dude. I got to say real quick uh, that with that name, it sounds like he'd be willing to invest in your timeshare. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Bubba Love Sponge would love bag of timeshares. Um, uh, anyway, um, he was best friends with Hulk Hogan. <laughs> okay. Sorry. It's all right. So Bubba the Love Sponge was best friends with Hulk Hogan and he had a hot wife. Mm. And, uh, he let Hulk Hogan fuck his wife at a hotel room, and then they filmed it secretly. Oh. And didn't tell Hulk. And then Hulk Hogan's sitting on the edge of the bed, legs out, you know, just fucking naked after sex. And he's going on, and this will be heavily trimmed so I don't get canceled. <laughs> he's talking on him on just in candid after part sex talk about how, like, you know, there's a lot of N-words that are in wrestling and stuff, but they're never going to amount to being world champion because they're, they're not as good as the white guys. And then he's just going on this really open, candid rant about how black guys are never going to be world champ. Oh, my God. And stuff, and he's dropping the hard in. And that was a sex tape that they leaked. It got leaked to Gawker. And then instead of him getting mad at Bubba the Love Sponge and his wife for, you know, basically shooting a cuckold porn. Yeah. He sued Gawker for the leak because of defamation and stuff, and he won. And it, it I mean, yeah, yeah, they posted this thing and he didn't have his permission. Yeah, but like the story turned in like, we're going to forget about what he said. We're more like, he's the victim. And it turned into this thing, and it kind of got him uncanceled eventually because people forgot about what he actually said. I'm kind of torn on this story. It's yeah. like, you should not have said that. And so I bring this up because <laughs> what was the number one thing in the 80s Hulk Hogan always said? He Say your prayers and eat your vitamins, kids. And don't do drugs and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. This week, Hulk just launched his own CBD and mushrooms fucking line. Hell yeah. But like the guy that was always like, say your prayers, eat your, vi or do, eat your yeah. vitamins, and don't do drugs, kids, and don't do any of that. Gotta is do that for the dare sponsors, yeah, you know? Is launching a fucking <laughs> shroom line. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Oh gosh! All these wrestlers are finally getting into like they're like, like Ric Flair has his own CBD line now. He was on Joe Rogan talking about it. Like he has CBD edibles. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, everybody fucking wrestler like woo drops or whatever the fuck they're called. Yeah. I don't know something that's gonna get you high as fuck. I did this uh, did this show for a vintage toy mall um, while last year, and uh, I got to meet uh, Stephanie Nadolny. Yeah. Um, hopefully she sees this. Stephanie, I love you. 
Um, if you don't know who that is, she's the voice actress for like um, Kid Gohan, Kid Trunks, okay, um, stuff like or te- uh, Teenage Gohan, like Kid Trunks, and a few other DBZ characters. Super cool to like see the voice behind several of my childhood, yeah. you know, characters. Um, but Kevin Nash was supposed to be there, and because there Did was he storms, he no, there was like some oh. storms or something in Florida where he lives, and I guess he couldn't make it. And he still, um, he still got paid. He still got paid, probably. <laughs> yeah, most likely. Knowing, knowing Kevin Nash, he got paid. I just, uh, I thought it was kind of crappy that he didn't, he didn't even, it was so short notice, like, bro, like, at least give notice to, like, yeah. when you got to cancel him. Mean, it was cool, but we we tore into him. It was like, I made a joke about him on stage about how uh, his uh, his scene, his short scene in the John Wick movie, you know, where they'd give that little interaction. He's like, the one guy John Wick didn't kill was yeah. Kevin Nash's character. And then uh, I think it was, oh, yeah, then I made a joke about how, but I will never forget Kevin Nash from The Longest Yard when he yep. grew tits. <laughs> yep, yep. Because <laughs> I w- until I saw that he was that character on John Wick, never would have known it, and I was like, oh, oh, it's The Longest Yard guy. <laughs> it's, I have, I, I'm not a Kevin Matt Nash fan, but I do have one figure of him, yeah. but it's the rare, like, you'll never guess it. So I only, I have him in my Ninja Turtles display up there he was oh, super no shredder oh yeah that's right in the big blue box up there i have super shredder and he's still in the box i have my neck of oh, turtle up that's there beautiful but yeah that's my only kevin nash figure because like fuck yeah. kevin nash like <laughs> like i'm a big wrestling guy i don't mm-hmm. know if you were a wrestling guy not like, a huge fan no it never really caught on for me i was big in like the 90s and 2000s like i was i grew up at, like out in the rural areas of like dewey and copan and stuff like that martin mm-hmm. out here and uh we lived on 20 acres when i was a teen and i didn't get like cable or anything like that till I was like 13 or 14 mm-hmm. and like the first things I saw were like wrestling WWF was on mm-hmm. and then my parents let me buy like Wrestlemania every once in a while and stuff so like I was a big wrestling guy growing up yeah a lot of people were I just it never caught on for me I think around those years um you know I feel like I was more into like x games and like yeah. extreme sports stuff at that time like that was really like you know, kind of stuff I watched, the early years of the Dew Tour. Yeah. You know, and I, I'll catch it when I can. Like, I, I love watching, you know, the X Games when it happens. Yeah. I have this itch on my nose. You could. And I just, it won't go away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's, <laughs> it's called anxiety. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> we just got deep introspective. I that. also have this bad habit. I keep looking at the screen to see what my face looks like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm double checking, like, am I pretty? Would I? Would you do me? I do, do me. me. <laughs> I do Silence me hard. <laughs> I always think of Jay and Clerks too, though doing it. Oh like, yeah, I forgot the about full that. dick yeah. like tuck and everything. Yeah. Oh my uh, god, I love those movies. I did, did you watch Clerks three? Uh yes, I think so. It had me bawling. The the uh, maybe the, I haven't watched it. Okay, I, know I saw the giant Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Yes, that was, um, that was so hilarious. I want to. Uh, I have it on my YouTube account. I bought it. Uh, Clerks three. We'll have you in tears. I'm never gonna spoil anything. There's some shocking shit. Like, like, okay, I love Kevin Smith. He's one of my biggest heroes as far as like influences. Is like, you know, doing stuff with your friends, doing stuff low budget, like you know, mm-hmm. building your own stuff. Highly influential. Um, the way from like reboot on how he started doing movies is like, hey, I'm gonna do the movies I want to do with my cast and stuff. Really low budget, sometimes crowdfunded. Yeah. And then instead of getting a big place to like put it out, I'm gonna go on a fucking road tour. And I'm going to take it city by city and do a live screening at each one of those. I'll do a Q&A afterwards. And that's how he makes his money back. That's freaking cool. And that's how he did Reboot. And that's how he did Clerks 3. And that's plus, so, he so gets cool. all his friends cameoing. And yeah. And it's just how he can do his life now. Yeah. It's really similar to like how Jackass started. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Kevin Smith did a thing on it's either Variety, no, it's People magazine last month. I want every, I, I encourage everybody to take like 30 minutes and watch it. So Kevin mm-hmm. Smith went out of the public eye like a month or two ago. He went and got himself checked in like to like a rehab center for like, like, like depression and like just like dealing with all this stuff. Oh, and he got like a mental health check and like took some time out. And he did a candid thing about checking in with your mental health and knowing who you are and stuff. And it was a, like a, just a candid him talking to a one camera thing to People Magazine for like 30 minutes and they put it out on YouTube. Yeah, I think and that's it, one of my favorite things about Kevin Smith. He's yeah. all, he's so real. Yeah, like he seems like he's always come across as such a legitimate human being. Yeah, and like I loved uh, he did the uh, He Man uh, cartoon last year. Oh yeah, it was fantastic it was on really Netflix. Pretty well done. I like, I'm not a biggest He Man guy. I didn't grow up around. It. I grew up with Transformers, but I, I, mm-hmm. I knew what He Man was. But I never was like a kid that grew up with it. Yeah, and so like if you go back to watch it now, it just I I missed it, so it looks kind of hokey and stupid to me. It, it, it's like you know it has its charm, but it's like it's hard for me to get into it as an adult. Yeah, I was kind of in that that time period where I rolled in from like the kind of like where they started rolling out like being less. Uh, uh, like less reboot, like redoing the series from like Thundercats, like the yeah. original Thundercats, and they were kind of re- replacing it with other shows and moving it to a later time slot. And Hey Man was one of those. And yeah. I remember I had the little, uh, like the action figure. It was like the big ones. It was like this. The cat was like this big, and yeah. then the He Man that was like actually could like comfortably ride on top of it, and the sword was cool. Look behind you, down there, underneath the couch, at the very bottom. Yeah, it's hard. I, I, that's why I think it. Like all that T man down there, the very oh. bottom shelf. Oh, oh! I'm more excited. Uh, I'm more excited about. Um... That's why I'm buying more shelves. So, like, uh, in the next month or two, I'm gonna buy three more of these shelves, oh. and I'll put them up here on this black curtain. What is that character's name? Gargoyles. Um, no, yeah, Goliath. Goliath. Yeah. Yes, I loved that show. So I have so much shit that I can't show right now. I'm gonna get three more shelves and put them on these black curtains. Oh yeah. And, uh, make it like a w- fake wall. That'd be cool. Yeah. Kind of make an L right there. Dude, I was a huge fan of that show. Neca is starting to make out all these little niche figures and like they're doing gargoyles every mm-hmm. single one. They're smart about it and it pisses me off. But goddamn it, I gotta give them props. Holy fuck. So you saw, I don't know if you saw for a bit, some of them have their wings open and some of them have them folded up. Oh, yeah. Okay, so how they're selling them is like, if I want, I get Goliath and he comes with his fold, his wings open. When you have that fucker displayed, it's like this big. Mm-hmm. It's hard as fuck to display that anywhere. Yeah. That's so huge. if you want to get the, the folded down wings, you got to buy the next character and the next character has the folded wings for the previous character. Oh. So like I had to buy Bronx the dog and I got the wings for Goliath. Yeah. And so that's what they're doing to get, to get you to get the whole set. I'm like, that's actually yeah. kind of smart marketing. Well, that reminds me of when Marvel used to do their uh, characters where you'd have to buy five like, characters and then it would build a big, like I think they did that with Galactus because yep. Galactus was huge. Yep. So they'd throw one piece of Galactus yep. in in one box with another character and then you get his head and his chest They still piece. do it. They're uh, build-a-figures. Uh, the the Khonshu from, you know, all these big figures like that. Uh, oh, wow. Fix it. Yeah. Like, they still do it, yeah. You get five or six figures and you build the pieces. I just saw that Conchu. That's a really cool one. I love that fucking figure. I love that show. Did you watch Moon Knight? Oh, yeah. It was dope. I think between... Oh, man, there, a lot of them are so good. I think between that and Loki were my two favorites yeah. so far. Agreed. I, I love Loki. Hawkeye. The... Um, loved Hawkeye mostly because of the ending. I, I really was happy that they introduced um, Kingpin. Yeah. Super cool. I, I could give two shits about the Echo show. Like they're trying, they tried so hard to launch that Echo. Like his his daughter, the oh. one that's deaf. Oh yeah. It's like she's getting her own spinoff show called Echo, and like oh, that's okay. why they're having him introduce and stuff too. Like that was like her backdoor pilot to get her own show next year. Oh okay. And I'm like, 
to be honest, I don't think they did a very good job. So, I mean, she was a cool character, but yeah. I don't know if she needs her own six person or six part episode or series. Yeah. Like, I didn't really feel like she did enough to really warrant a no, her own show yet. I think if, uh, especially with Jeremy Renner's uh, recent accident on yeah. his farm, um, like, I feel like giving her that show would be just, I don't know. I think they should wait a little longer and just put her in the MCU. Yeah. Just have her make a, an appearance somewhere in the next Avengers movie. And I or bet something. they will before that's so that the Echo yeah. show makes sense. I mean, I get that. Yeah. I mean, we're looking at shit for like a timeline like or two like, years away. What I really want, like, uh, what I really want is the new Avengers movies. I want a reboot of that, of that storyline. So it'll be like Cassie Lang. They're, they're um, setting it up. They're yeah. teasing a oh, young yeah. Avengers or a new Avengers. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, what's her name? The, uh, uh, Oh shoot, um, uh, Stark's daughter. I can't think of her uh, character's uh, name. Uh, I can't remember what they called her in the movie. I'm blanking uh, so hard. Yeah, yeah, because like <laughs> he said he wanted to name it after her uncle, and I can't remember what she named it. So I love you, three thousand girl. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Either way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, well, then they had Ironheart. They had Riri Williams yeah, and yeah, um, Black Panther. Oh yeah, that's right. So she's. Um, yeah. I hope they redo the uh, the suit. They will because um, she didn't actress... get to keep it. She didn't get to keep it. Oh, okay, good. Did you watch Black Panther? The well, movie? no, I just mean like uh, I want them to go back. It's like if you watch the first couple, like the first few movies, all the way back to like the first Avengers and the original Iron Man suit. Like I yeah. get they're doing, like I get it with Tony Stark. He moved into like the nanotech. nanotech yeah, you want the more physical suits, like the metal and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Like even if it's not that, even if she, if Riri Adams does do like something like that, I just want it to look more. It it just looks less. Um, it just looked more cartoony, I guess, yeah. which isn't a bad thing. Well, it just, like, um, it just uh, wasn't as appealing. I didn't buy. I haven't bought the toys from the Black Panther, the Wakanda Forever movie. I mm-hmm. like the movie, dude. Namor was so cool. Dude. They did Namor perfect. Namor was, was awesome. awesome. I wish his bulge was bigger. They photoshopped <laughs> his dick. <laughs> Hashtag bring back his bulge. Get, give that man his bulge. It's yeah, not, like yeah, an impressive I, package, man. That's I was not like, something I noticed. But <laughs> did you know about you that? You know what? I'm on board. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, know there's. That. <laughs> They went back and they fucking CGI'd his fucking bulge down in every shot. Are you serious? What did he have? Just a massive cock? Am I allowed to say that? What? See? Oh yeah. It, this went viral. It was like give Namor his penis back. Yeah, that's kind of just uh, kind of rude for the. It's yeah, like, it's like demascu- emasculating for that actor. Like you see it? Oh man, yeah. Like no. that's the that's how it looks in the movie. I mean. I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence about it all, over, all overall, but I'm kind of... <laughs> well, I mean, of, that dick is on the like... fence, too, when he hangs it over. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. I wanted to see that shit, okay? Could've Happy just, Pride Month. <laughs> could have used it like a lasso. That's how he takes down the Wonder Black Woman. Panther. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they want the image of you using a lasso on a black guy, though, but I was just saying... Like... <laughs> Oh no! Oh, oh! I brought that up last night, not in a bad way. Um, so like, I did a full five minutes of that theater about movie jokes, right? Yeah. And I have a whole thing of like, I go from Mulan, and I go, remember like when there is a a time where every year we get another Will Smith blockbuster and be followed by a number one like hit single with it, mm-hmm. you know, hit after hit, just like him at the Oscars, like. Every tier. Yeah. And then, like, uh, I talk about Wild Wild West. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I love that movie, but if you watch it now, it, it's a little weird. It's basically an hour and a half of a black dude talking to a dude in a wheelchair, and they're just roasting each other. Yeah. And then a giant fucking spider comes out <laughs> at the end. I do love that movie. Yeah, I do love that movie, too. And then, okay, so one thing that really stands out, it's always, even since I was little, it was always something that, bo- like, not bothered me, but just stuck out. Mm-hmm. 
the bungee noose. <laughs> yeah. If you guys know, so in this scene, there's going to be a lynching, you know, hilarious. Um, it's okay, guys. Will Smith thought it was hilarious. Um, <laughs> Will Smith thought it was, it's good. <laughs> and they have this scene where they're going to take him and get him. They're going to lynch him and the torches and everything. And he has a bungee noose and they don't tell him it's a bungee noose. He just thinks he's about to get hung. And the like the Kevin Klein character is like, don't worry, I got you. You know, he's like, oh, yeah, what? And then it's like a bungee. And then I'm like, <laughs> I, even in 2023, that's a level of racism I can't even fucking, like, unpack yet. Like, I'm just going to move on. Like, this bungee news has so many fucking things fucked up with it. I don't even know how to comprehend it. Like, there's You're, so many layers to this shit. You heard it here, folks. You heard it here, okay? Bungee nooses, funny. G.I. <laughs> Jane, not funny. <laughs> oh, uh, can I? Uh, um, <laughs> how, how big are you into Transformers? Oh, uh, yeah. Are you fan. excited about the new movie? Um, the, oh the, yeah, I'm really. I've been waiting for this. Like the the, the animal based um, transformers come out. The, uh, the the Easter egg at the end got spoiled for me last night. Oh, I haven't seen it. There's a big, 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 gigantic Easter egg that's hap- that happens. It like it's massive. They've already done Unicron. Like. No, no, no. This is something you'll never expect. Okay. Do you want me to tell you? It'll be cut for the episode. It has nothing to do with transformers. I'll tell you that. Oh, okay. Spoiler alert. Okay. At the end of it, the you remember like the, the they always have human characters in transformers movies, right? Mm-hmm. The human character in this movie interacts at the end with G.I. Joe. What? And they're bringing G.I. Joe into the Transformers universe. What? They're going to have a crossover of G.I. Joe and Transformers movies. Uh, it's the same parent company. Yes. Yeah, it's so, Hal Hasbro. Yeah. Is that a th- has that ever been done before? They've teased it. They tried. Um, there was the G.I. Joe movie in the 80s, the animated movie, and then there's the Transformers movies. And both of them were supposed to be to kill off their whole waves of characters so they could mm-hmm. make more toys. Um, because of of animation issues, the G.I. Joe movie, which was supposed to come out before, the G.I. Joe movie had Duke dying. Mm-hmm. And it was really a big thing. And it was supposed to come out like a month or two before Transformers. Mm-hmm. Due to animation issues, it got delayed. So they moved up Transformers. And that has the pivotal scene where Tra- Optimus Prime dies in the first like 10 minutes of the fucking movie. Oh, wow. And it yeah. shocked Every little kid that ever watched that movie, there's a whole thing of like kids bawling in the theaters because their hero died in the first fucking ten minutes of this fucking movie. <laughs> nice, um, like it's, Fuck them it's kids. emotional <laughs> damage. Like, <laughs> oh, that's the wrong one. <laughs> emotional damage. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, what? I'm just oh, glad this couch oh. is white, and not black. <laughs> what, does, what does this one do? I, I, I put all these in here yesterday. <laughs> oh yeah. You played the Pornhub one. I was like, oh, thank God, this is a white couch, not a black couch. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Jared, where is this going? Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't put a black light on it. I thought this was a podcast, not an interview. <laughs> it's a casting couch. Yeah, the casting. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> but yeah, like, so like, uh, because of that, that animation issue, they had the Transformer movie come out beforehand. And because of the poor reception of Optimus Prime dying, they re-edited the G.I. Joe movie, and they didn't have Duke die, and that was stopped any future crossovers. They were going to eventually have that, and then 
during the Michael Bay movies, there was a tease during when they had those two G.I. Joe movies mm. that that was going to be a crossover to a cinematic universe. That's why Bruce, Bruce Willis was introduced. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was the original Joe. They were going to have like a that cinematic universe. That was one of my favorite universe. parts in that last G.I. Joe I liked movie. that one. And when, so when that's the what Rock I was going to ask. Is that the, the G.I. Joe movies that they're going to cross? I don't know. It I doubt it. It's got to be probably a reboot. because like They're still doing that. They just did that Snake Eyes movie. Or is that still coming out soon? Or no, it came out. It was good. It, it was actually pretty decent. But cool. like... The um, so Bumblebee is basically the new reboot of the Transformers universe mm. in the movies, which yeah. is good because I actually love Bumblebee. It's yeah. a good movie. I'm glad they're doing these uh, prequels. Now, yeah, which I think is interesting. And I saw the trailer for the new one, and I haven't seen it. But something that I from my childhood that I uh, remember is uh, mini cons. Yeah, and I th- I've been seeing smaller Transformers, yeah. and I'm like, are they going to do that? There's a there, I haven't I haven't watched the movie yet, but like I said, that, little, that last part got spoiled and it's be cut, but. Uh, mm-hmm. I hope so. Like, um, you remember the mini cons, yeah. like that whole animated series? Yeah. They introduced, like, they had the first season without them, and then they introduced them in, like, the second or third season. I have some little mini cons, too. Like, they turned into, like, blasters and stuff, like, and boosters for the other people. Yeah. And, like, yeah. They, even when they're in car forms, they would, like, attach or, like, be extra, like, little things. And I'm like, I really want them to introduce that. You yeah. Know? Even if it's just for one movie, that'd be really cool. Yeah. But yeah, like, that's the big tease. They're going to have a, a cinematic universe with GI Joe and do that. But well, like this new movie set in the '90s, so like they're they're all prequels mm-hmm. technically, or they're dated. So like the Bumblebee was '80s, this new movie's in the '90s, yeah. And then they're teasing GI Joe, so that's like the perfect time to like really hit on all our nostalgia. Yeah, I hope know. Bruce Willis comes back. That'd be cool. That'd be super cool. Hopefully, he's kind of getting older. I know he's kind of been looking to as kind of step back because I think there was, I read something recently about his like health kind of in decline and. Yeah, he's like got dementia or something like that. Like yeah. it's like there's a lot of uh, actors nowadays that we grew up with that seem to be kind of stepping back for health reasons. Like uh, Batista, I think he's not going to be playing, uh, you know, uh, Drax for yeah. much longer because of you know he's just he's getting older and he doesn't want to maintain that figure. It's Dude, it's, that, that's gonna be hard as hell. Yeah, those bodybuilders like the uh, you know old uh, like. I imagine we give it another couple of years, and we'll probably hear Jan- John Cena say the same thing. Yeah, you know? like I, I will say, I'm glad you brought up John Cena. Like, so like I said, I'm a big wrestling guy. When Cena grew his hair out to become an actor, mm-hmm. you know, he's always had that, that like military cut, and then he grew it out to, for acting. When he goes back to WWE, it literally is like some kind of like I don't want to say deja vu or just something's off off because mm-hmm. you see long haired John Cena dressed as John Cena wrestler, and I'm like. Why is he pretending to be a wrestler? Like, 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 like he's playing a part now. Yeah, it doesn't fit. It does like, like when he goes back to WWE. It's like, yeah, this is an actor trying to like dress up. It doesn't even fit anymore. Yeah, he just looks different. Like, I loved him in Peacemaker. It's kind of like once, uh, once you go, once you go into movies, you don't go back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, there's a long-standing. I have this theory, um, and a lot of wrestling fans do. Like, so The Rock was the biggest guy to hit Hollywood, of course. Yeah, um, he was huge in WWE. He was at the at the point when he left WWE. It was him and Stone Cold Steve Austin as the two biggest names of wrestling, mm-hmm. like hands down. Yeah, and he's then he from left the whole for Hollywood. Family too, you know, yeah, the whole family of wrestlers. But like when he left, WWE didn't have a big star for a while. Then Austin got hurt and mm-hmm. retired, and so they took a while before they got Cena. Mm. There was like a good four or five years where they didn't have a big star. Yeah, I mean, um, they still had those staple names like you know Triple H, Triple H and, yeah, uh, Rey Mysterio. Yeah, but nobody was like a like a household name outside of like, like as far as pop culture, like a Hulk Hogan or yeah. a. I feel like they missed a branding opportunity to like build up all of their other people that are they did their big star, and then they could say you know. And so what I'm getting at that's exactly what my point is. A lot of people, and my I feel this truly is. That did something to Vince McMahon where he was like, I never want to have somebody bigger than the company. Because yeah. if you looked after Rock, 
the entire thing changed to where now if you watch WWE, which I'm an AEW fan, the new company, mm-hmm. if you watch WWE now, it is literally like, oh, the circus is in town. It's just WWE, the event's in town. They're not going to advertise really like the names or anything like that. Yeah. It's more like you're just going to go there and see the show. Might be on the bulletin like in the lower. Yeah, the lower it's just format. like it's an event to come into town. And they treat it like it's just like, okay, and it's the same shit. And they don't really care about the day-to-day matches. They don't really mean that much anymore. Yeah. It's like what's getting on to the next show and the next show and the next show. And it's just kind of like. As long as they're taking care of their guys. You yeah. Know? Like as long as that's there, you know. It's like you not, look at UFC, yeah, that's that's a problem. Yeah. Like as long as you know they got to take if if that's their new format, they've got to take care of their guys yeah. like across the board. Like kind of like the UFC has kind of had their drops in some you know dropped yeah. the ball in some ways, but for the most part they you know. But also that's two people fighting you know versus you know if they do like multiple people in a ring. Yeah. But well, uh, like, you like know, at least like from at least from my perspective, at least like good, uh, you know. They seem to try to take care of their guys, make sure they're not doing stupid yeah. shit to get hurt. Well, like you know? the, the drug testing stuff's great, the medical stuff's great. My problem with the WWE is they got too big, and it's literally like a corporate empire now. I mean, it's a big, huge, you know, conglomerate. Mm-hmm. And like during COVID, when it happened, you really got to see how little they took care of a lot of people. They had record-setting profits during COVID, and they cut their budgets or their rosters mm-hmm. they gutted people at the height of COVID and just lost their jobs and some of them were like on work visas from australia and stuff and they were trapped or they had to go home and they were separated from their families and yeah. stuff like that not making any money yeah and like it it ruined like so many people's careers like they, they fired like 30 people right when COVID happened <laughs> like just dropped them little callback could you imagine you're you're in florida during COVID and kevin nash is your doordash yeah <laughs> 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 Fuck Kevin Nash, uh, Tara Quanta again, bitch. Um, but anyway, like, like then, like, what's something that a lot of people did during COVID? They played gaming, right? Like Twitch and stuff like that. And they're trying yeah. to, like, you know, they're trapped in their houses. Yeah, Jack so, Black even. Yeah, and so like a lot of these WWE guys started becoming Twitch streamers, and they were making profits like that. They couldn't tour. They weren't selling merch. They were talking to their fans stuff like that. WWE is like, hey, you can't be your character on Twitch, and we also don't want you twitching because we own your character and your name, and we're not going to approve that. So they oh. shut down all their Twitch streams. And then, like, it's just, like, anything that was outside of their character they weren't allowed to do. And, like, they like these these superstars, yeah. they can't get a tattoo or a haircut or anything without written permission because it changes their likenesses for action figures and all that stuff. Yeah. And, like, they, they are just, like, they're what they call independent contractors. So they're signed up as independent contractors, meaning they don't get health insurance. They don't anything like that. And they're independent, but they only are allowed to work for WWE. How is that independent? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense, especially no. now. Like, I think it, they shouldn't have just shut them down on Twitch. They should have like been like, "Hey, uh, we got to negotiate some kind of a deal." Yeah, and uh, we could even like, they should have like some done like themselves as a sponsor. Yeah, but then taken I don't know a percentage like. Yeah, five, and it's just ten. like it's like you could tell that they just really didn't care the fuck about the actual people. You know what yeah, I mean? That's the problem. If they cared, they would have tried to work out a deal to yeah. let them continue to do this thing using their persona. Um and like understandably like l- legally like that would make sense. And my so. thoughts are is like if I have a wrestler that's at home bringing in like 5,000 people watching their Twitch, that's 5,000 new people that could buy some merch for the WWE show. Yeah, buy a shirt. Yeah, like buy the next uh, WrestleMania, buy the They next could buy a ticket. Yeah, yeah, like why would you want to turn that away? Like you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just you are discrediting and dismissing a whole new like yeah. advertising option. You but know? then you even had like wrestlers like during that time of COVID, like you know, I said they were trapped and they found this out like okay, I can Twitch, I can get, you know, I can interact with people again. And then when that got taken away even they were like it was fucking their mental health up. 
Yeah. Like they were like they're like we we have no outlet. Like you took everything away from us. Like it was like you were seeing these people on Twitter and sometimes like you could see things a little like leak out because like even their Twitter and their social medias are like controlled. Mm-hmm. Like you're not allowed to say certain things. Stuff like that. Post this when you need to and stuff like that. That's how they could do it. Um, you see them like little bits and pieces where they post stuff like I'm not right. You know what I mean? Like there's people that, like these wrestlers were like. We're having a rough time, and you're not giving us any tools to really help yeah, with this I mean, shit. You've spent most of your career just being surrounded constantly, yeah. and being like in this spotlight, and you know, con- like for me, like I don't think I could. I would probably have a very harsh limit to my exposure if I ever did make it. You know, yeah. Um, you know, the make it. Yeah. You know, uh, so it's like you know, but once I imagine like when you've been doing it for so long and you're exposed to this constant public eye and interaction like getting that cut off would be just well it's like they had the what they call the thunderdome era during covid and it's where they didn't have crowds so they just had like a thousand different <laughs> yeah. monitors all the way wrapped around yeah and they had like a fake crowd and then, then they'd pipe in crowd noise and so like, you'd have these wrestlers going out there and like a lot of the wrestlers oh, had to go buy yeah. adrenaline like you have to go feel off the crowd and stuff kind of like us like you know yeah. we go off the crowd and stuff yeah entertainment it's, is it's pretty much across the board if uh is a lot of that energy, yeah. you know, back and forth. And they were like, we're having to go out there and do matches with nobody out there, and it's silence. And yeah. it's hard to get our adrenaline going and stuff. Like, people were getting injured because they weren't getting worked out and stretched out enough. And, like, it just caused so many issues trying to push this out on these people. They didn't take care of their people. Yeah. I thought it was really funny, though, whenever sports teams had those cardboard cutouts of people. Yeah. That was so weird. <laughs> I think there was the one at the – I can't remember which team it was, but it was one in Colorado that had, like – uh they had South Park characters. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I was like, "That's okay. That's pretty funny." Yeah, it, it made me laugh because, especially as a wrestling fan, because like when, when WWE or places did that, like back in the day when you played old wrestling games, mm-hmm. the crowd would just be these cardboard cutouts that go like up and down. Yeah, because that was all they could render. <laughs> oh, do they put like movement things on them? Like, well, no, like- no, no, no. It's just like that when I saw like when you brought up like the sports teams happening, I was like, "It's what it reminded me of." Oh, yeah. I was like the old wrestling video games. You look at the crowd, and like the only oh, detail you yeah, get yeah. was these little like sprites that were just going up and down yeah. like a cardboard cutout. <laughs> they were so low quality. Yeah, sprites in the background. Yeah, I, uh, I always whenever I, I think of the uh, the scene from Home Alone where the, the robbers. Oh come yeah, up and, and he's got all, all the strings. Stu- yeah, have all those like and he's moving the strings and stuff and yeah. making the things move. One's yeah, attached filthy to like, animal. that train. Yeah, and it's like, oh, there's people here, and we got to go. Like, <laughs> that's probably how the 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 teams probably felt. They were the robbers. They were like, this is weird. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're they're not supposed to be here. Yeah, but. <laughs> My favorite thing uh, during COVID, uh, before I forget, was uh, whenever, like, there was a month where my company that I worked for shut down, right, for yeah. a whole month because they were trying to just, we, I work in a metal shop that's close quarters, so yeah. it's like, you know, and like COVID, it would last like mo- like almost, I don't know, I can't remember how many days, it was multiple days, like yeah. 48 hours or more, like, on carbon steel, yeah. it would survive, right, outside of the sun, and that's exactly what we're working with, so yeah. we had a bunch of people get sick. Will this and- help? Will this help? Oh yes, please. Thank okay, you. there you go. And uh, they were uh, they shut down, and so I had a month to just do nothing, and I got paid for it, which was awesome. It was super cool of them to do that. Um, but uh, it was it was a weird month. It was like I had to move all of my entertainment out to my living room. Like I had some in my living room and some in my bedroom, and yeah. I was like, I have to move this out because otherwise i will just be in bed all day and not leave my room until i need a food yeah and i was like that's not healthy so i moved it all in there but i had this habit where like i probably did it two or three times where i drove around just with all my windows down blaring um the phil collins song from the tarzan movie 
uh, people like me or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I want to know, can you show me? I want to know about these strangers like me. Strangers like me, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I was just, and I, I had it on full blast, windows all the way down, blaring, and like people would be, like, we, would be at stoplights and look at me like I was crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, I can bond with that. I, we talked about how I intro to fucking True to Your Heart from Mulan. Like, yeah. I was blaring that on the way to fucking Broken Arrow last night with the windows down. People were like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's a good, uh, good pre uh pre-show song that song is so 90s it starts <laughs> out with 98 degrees which is just five dudes in hair gel mm-hmm. you know and just to give enough 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 vibes are like just a little bit of statutory rape like <laughs> just enough of that vibe um <laughs> and then it just busts out the harmonica and you're like, yeah this is a 90s song harmonica <laughs> god you know it's a 90s song when you hear a fucking harmonica solo yeah like fucking blues travel. It's one of those ones where it's like it's also the guitars, so it's like right in front of his face. Oh too. Yeah. yeah, like fucking Dick Van Dyke and fucking yeah. Mary Poppins. Or uh, <laughs> oh man, what's his name? Batman. Uh, shoot, he was the Vulture. Can't think of his name. Oh, Michael Keaton. Yeah, Michael Keaton. Uh, whenever he did Jack Frost, and there's that scene at the very beginning of the movie. Holy fuck, that's a deep cut. That is a deep yeah, cut. He yeah, had that little harmonica like yeah. older thing. Fucking Jack Frost. Where do I get this? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'll forget ninety uh. percent of things most of the time. Yeah, and then I'll just pull shit out of my ass like that. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> part of my comedy too—the random like pop culture references and stuff. Like they, like when I did your show, that yeah. like that black dude with the dreads. Yeah, and I was like, dude, I loved you as the guy that was breakdance fighting in Zoolander. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he was like, oh, what's that? What's that called? The Capoeira. Uh, Capoeira. Yeah. Capoeira. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I always remember that. Did you ever watch that movie? Um, it's Tony Jaw, um, uh, the Protector. It, uh, uh-uh. It's a it's a Thai movie. Like, do you know who Tony Jaw is? He's a martial artist. He was in. Uh, uh, have you watched any of the Fast and the Furious movies? Oh uh, yeah. Remember Fast Seven, like uh, the last one with Paul Walker, where like they had the Asian dude fighting him on the bus. Oh yeah. That's Tony Jaw. He's a very very famous like martial artist. Mm-hmm. Um, he's from Thailand and. Uh, he did a movie called The Protector, and Quentin Tarantino brought it over to the U.S. and kind of produced it. Mm-hmm. But it's a weird concept, but it's basically just a highlight reel showing how fucking cool this guy it is. Um, the plot is he somebody stole his elephant. So in Thailand, elephants are really <laughs> popular, I guess. Yeah. So there's this baby elephant, and somebody kidnapped his elephant, and he has to go on a warpath through Australia to find his baby elephant. And he's the how protector. How do you steal an elephant? Dude, it's funny. It gets, it, 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 but the fight scenes are some of the coolest shit you'll ever see. Like, except for like, okay, there's some scenes where you're like, I just imagined that scene when they stole the dolphin on the first Ace Ventura movie, just back in real fast. Dude, like, no, there's okay. I want to show you. That's a movie. I was thinking about it earlier. That's a movie like uh, the first Ace Ventura movie. That's a movie that didn't like. It's hilarious, but it they can't. They would not be able to make that movie today. Watch this. <laughs> Wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> Wait for it. Wait for it. These big bustly guys. No! No. That no. That's gotta be made out of styrofoam. Like, I'm sorry. That elephant. This is not edited. This is how it is in the movie. Over and over and over. Wait, they just what? They just had the repeat scene. They repeated they their slow, own scene like it's a, it. like it's an early two thousands YouTube video. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh no. Uh, that uh, that scene is. Uh, <laughs> I can't. 
can't yeah. believe. But when you get to the choreography of the martial artists, it's like really good. Like the fight yeah. scenes are good. Like there's an entire fight scene where he's in this fucking like parking garage and he's fighting dudes on dirt bikes and a four wheeler. And they're like all bedazzled and spiked up and everything. It's like who bedazzled this fucking four wheeler? <laughs> it's like a thousand little fucking rhinestones all over and shit like that. Why? Why would you do it? <laughs> it looks cool on camera. It's shiny. Yeah. <laughs> you ever see? It reminds me of those uh, the, that video where it's like, um, it's like something that's like generally masculine is made to look kind of feminine, right? Yeah. And then it's like, uh, but it's specifically, it's like, uh, oh, oh, it's a pink Glock. That's cute. Uh, blah, yeah. blah blah. But then it's the ch- clips to the guy who's like wearing a wearing like a motorcycle hood, and he's just like doing these. These real girl, like feminine, like, like real yeah. feminine, like gestures, like but shooting the Glock, like but he's hitting the target. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and you hear the ping on the steel. It's so funny. Um, so uh, <laughs> I was hanging out with Isaiah Blue. I was hanging out with them in a after the uh, open mic Roscoe did last week. The one with the guy that got uh, cut off. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The fuck you, Jeremiah guy. Yeah. Um, we went out to Tin Dog or whatever afterwards. Uh huh. And him and those two were playing darts and you know they're the younger guys and they were just playing and stuff like that and i was like i'll play like, do you want to play winner i was like sure and i was like i'll show you but i'll i throw completely different from anybody else and they're like how and i you showed them. like this <laughs> i throw darts completely different from anybody else but it works every fucking time a throwing knife a very so like um let's see if this is the dart let's say it's a dart uh-huh. so like typically people go like this right yeah i go like this. Oh, like okay, like a throwing like, knife. Yeah, a throwing knife, and it the tail corrects it every fucking time, and it'll always go like that. It'll correct itself in midair. That's impressive. So you can just flick down, and you just make sure that this goes to the bullseye mm-hmm. when you throw and release, and it'll do a flip in midair, and it'll always go straight. That and it's just it's just be how like it works. A whole new strap for darts, honestly. Yeah, and so I t- like this. Your biggest concern is catching the 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 wings on your uh, your fingers. Yeah, and so on this, you're literally just putting your hand eye coordination, and as soon as that end lands with the bullseye, you let go and release. Mm-hmm. And I showed them that, and they started hitting like a really good shots. They're like, "Holy fuck!" I'm like, "Yeah, it's just a new technique." Huh. And it's like, this is a way that you can make money at bars. I was like, if you ever want to like fucking hustle some pool- darts. Say, hey, yeah, I'll play, but I'll play with a different style or something like that. And like play it off like you're fucking shitty. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, you're going to throw like that. That's bitch. Or something like that. And then make some fucking money. I'm always jealous of people that can get good at something and then can and then go back to it and still be good. Yeah. Like, I'm someone who ha- I have to constantly practice things to stay good at things. Yeah. So, like, years ago, like, like being, when I was, like, early early 20s, I was really pretty. I was bar decent at pool. That's why I'm bad at being skinny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't practice enough. <laughs> that was right there, so I had to. Oh no, he, I'm glad you said that. I was like, "Where's he going with this?" <laughs> uh, like I used to be like bar decent. Like I could go to like uh, you know, kill, uh, I could go to Sharkies or Magoo's, and I could you know play pool with some strangers and have a good time and not feel. But it's like whenever I stop playing things like video games like i played i I was pretty damn good at apex uh, when it first came out too and same with fortnite for the first like two seasons i was really good at fortnite same and then the that was around the time the meta changed for the gameplay where it was less about who could shoot you better and who could build who could build faster and i couldn't get used to that building structure yeah so I stopped playing until they, I think they, they came out with the plunger guns and the yep. boom boxes. Those were the saving graces for my playstyle. Yeah. And without those, I'm garbage. Yeah. Because it's like. Have, have you played no build? Uh, no, yeah. That was probably the one game mode that I kind of went back to for a little while. But yeah. uh, Apex kind of took me away from 
Fortnite for a little while, but now I've moved away from FPSs because I'm focusing on other things. It's like when I game, I don't want to have to be stressed out. It's my I'm the my same way. Uh, you heard my uh, my stuff. At, I don't know if you remember, but at Rose Lunch had a whole bit of like I don't understand hard mode on games. I hate hard modes. Like, yeah. I, like when I, I play a game, I want to relax. Yeah. I want to have fun. Like I don't want to beat my head against a wall for three fucking hours on like a level. Like it's just it's not entertaining and relaxing for me. Yeah. Um, like, I played Fortnite for a while. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, you're good. I was just gonna say, like, for me, it's like right now I'm playing Diablo Four. Yeah. Um, the new Harry Potter game, the the Hogwarts Legacy. Yep. I still haven't finished it. So yeah, I haven't either. I've, I've kind of put it on the back burner right Same. now. Yeah, I'm gonna come back and enjoy it. But like, I created two characters. I created a. I, I was Ravenclaw first. Now I'm going total Slytherin, and I'm going total bitch. Did you take the test. Yeah. Oh, okay. Which so you got the Slytherin? No, no. It's so like or... the first character I did Ravenclaw. Oh, is that your out. actual? Yeah. Your okay. Yeah, me too. Hell right, yeah. Yeah. So Ravenclaw was my first one, and then the second character I was like, okay, I want to be total bitch. I wanted to be total badass, like mm-hmm. like horrible. So I made a female, and I named her Karen Ass Manager. <laughs> yeah. And it's just I want her to be a total Karen. She's blonde, mm-hmm. has the fucking short haircut, Bob. Yeah. And I'm just picking the worst options on every single fucking thing. So you're just Draco Malfoy and drag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Pretty much. I, uh, yeah, you know, I've got beef with Universal Studios, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I went to uh, uh, to the you know, Hogwarts, right, at yeah. Universal last, uh, last year, and um, it took me three stores and several hours to find any non-like female-cut... Uh, you know the you know where it's like the the woman's cut. Oh, shirts. like the V yeah, yeah, like, yeah, where it like gets real tight run under the arms. It's yeah. like it took me forever to find Ravenclaw merch. I found one shirt in three stores. Damn. And it wasn't even. It was one of the ones that was outside of the Hogwarts area, and I was pissed. And I was like, I was looking at every rack, and it's like all you see are the other three houses, and I'm just like. Give me some love here. Yeah. Like we had Luna Love Good, so I imagine that's why most, you know. Yeah, I love Luna. And I'm like, I've taken character. Pottermore test four times. Every single time, Ravenclaw. Yeah. Give me some fucking merch. <laughs> I, I I get Ravenclaw or Gryffindor. Like I, I took it, I took it three times, and I got Ravenclaw twice and Gryffindor once. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm just gonna be. And then I did the, the test fresh with the game. Yeah. You can link them and stuff like that. Oh, I just linked my account to it. Yeah. So like my Patronus, my wand, and my. Uh, my house all linked automatically. Well, that's what I, yeah, whenever, like, like, back in the day, I had done the test, like, two or like, a couple times, and then when I did this, I created the Pottermore account or whatever it is, and yeah. I had that, and it did Ravenclaw, and it linked all that stuff, yeah. Because you, know, you also uh, get free stuff inside the game, too, for doing that thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know what one of my favorite video games of all time will always be? What? Pokemon. Really? Yeah. Which I, one? Just all in general? All in general, but, like, it's because I've, uh, so, I, w- I played Pokemon Go when it first came out, um, but I quit playing whenever I saw there was a level requirement to transfer to like uh, the Pokemon from Pokemon Go to what is now Pokemon Home. Yeah. Um, the current uh, box storage system for the actual console games, right? Um, I've been collecting Pokemon from consoles and moving them up from Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, um, all the way up, all the way through DS, DSi, and all those things, all the way to um, uh, all the way up to. Uh, What's it called? Uh, the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. I have bought every Pokemon game in the new consoles because I can't break this connection. And it's one of the most relaxing games. Like, Pokemon is one of the most easy games. I think the hardest Pokemon game that has come out ever, debatably for me, like, just for, like, level requirements and, like, yeah. the, um, like, in-game, like, as you go through the story, it's like, uh, you get out-leveled in um, Pokemon Black and White. A lot. Like, it's like you get to the final bosses, they're in the 60s, 70s, and you're still sitting with half your team in the 50s. Yeah. 
it's like, what's going on? Yeah. And I think uh, the shared XP, I think, is what really kind of hurt because then it's more spread out, which sometimes it's useful. I think it was after that they finally gave an option to turn it off. Like, you can have it on or off, you know, the XP share. I never, like, I never really got into Pokemon. Like, I, I never really was exposed to it too much. Like, mm-hmm. uh, never had the game growing up. I, mean, I didn't have a Game Boy until a long time later. Yeah. I um, still have my uh, purple Game Boy Color with Pokemon Gold. Really? Yeah. And, like, see, like, I didn't get into those games so much. Like, in, like, to be honest, I was a Digimon guy. I grew up with Digimon, like I on the show. Watching Digimon, yeah, but I just never could get behind their video games. Their games suck. Yeah. They've never put out a really. I mean, they had survives or like what's it called, uh, World One, Two, and Three, but they're so yeah. janky. There was a recent one my roommate was really into, and it looked cool. It just I didn't. But it's like a it's like a graphic novel. It's like yeah. survive. It's like a it's a on like a game novel. You're just kind of. Portray- there through. is a new one my roommate's been talking about. He's been uh, really hyping up this new Digimon game. I think it's supposed to be like open world and more yeah. like, like way more badass, and it really gets into the deeps of the evolutions of this book of the Digimon. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I just like uh, the story always captivated me on Digimon. The story was really good, like the season one and two, and like I don't know if you know this, but it's still going on. Like they're still making movies with the original cast. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I didn't just, know that. Uh, they just did a reboot series of the original of the original series, um, and it's actually pretty good. It changes yeah. the story quite a bit. Yeah. But I remember that one that one first movie where it's like the intro. Uh, um, it was I think it was one of the one where you meet Omnimon at the end of the game at the mm-hmm. end of the movie, and like it fought that um, that the the corrupted Digimon that was like a a virus. Yeah. Can't think of its name, but uh, I think uh, it's, it wasn't Palmon. I think it was the the. Uh, Something Mon. <laughs> not Palmon. There's the it's the two rabbit Pokemon. There's the brown and white one, and then there's. Are the you talking about the newer movies one. or like one the, the the very first movie, the Digimon movie from the two thousands? Oh well, it was kind of like they they started it out with the scene with um the movie I'm thinking of. They started out with that Berger that not Bergermon, but the, the parrot the parrot yeah. Okay, so you're thinking of the original Digimon movie from the two thousands? It was like three different little mini movies in one. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Yeah, and that is the first Omnimon. I can't remember who yeah, he fights, but I yeah, think that was around the time they had that second. Uh, second edition of cast where they had the uh, the armor digivolving yep. and stuff like that. Yeah, like that movie's a mishmash of like three different storylines and three different parts from the, ma- the anime, and then they kind of dubbed it over for America and made yeah. it a, a movie, and they put weird '90s soundtrack behind it. Like that, it, like uh, that was like one of the, I think it was because that second generation. I think they were doing the. I think that's what set up the second part to that yep. second generation is because it at first Davis it was that and all arm, yeah, the armor digivolving at first, but then that movie because of that oop it's all right. Sorry. That combination between War War Greymon and uh, uh no War was it uh, uh, Metal, Metal Grumon and War Greymon. Make Omnimon. And they combined make Omnimon, that was kind of the setup for that second, you know, that, that new generation to have those those uh, fusion digivolving yep. and that's super cool. All we see are a couple of top uh, well, I just like, 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 so, like, I fell out of it. You know, I watched the first two seasons and I watched that movie and stuff like that. Then I was like, okay, Digimon kind of, I know they had like other spinoff series and they weren't as great, in my opinion. Yeah, that third season, I mean, they had that third season, which was like where the people, they didn't have their own Digimon, they became the Digimon. Yeah, I didn't like suit. that. Didn't care for it. I fell off, but it that felt like Power Rangers. Season, that fourth season. What was that? Uh, that was. Digimon uh, Evolve, it had Evolution, a, or... Um, yeah, it had a... That's where you got to see, like, the other... Uh, that other rabbit Pokemon. Yeah. Um, the, the green and white one. It's, it's, it's a... It's like the white one with the green tip tail. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, it, like, uh, whenever it evolves to its uh, champion form, I believe, 
It has the the Gatlin guns yep. for hands. Yep. I loved that one. I always love that too. It's like <laughs> if you like compare the evolutions of Pokemon versus Digimon. Pokemon's like okay, Pika, it's like Pikachu, right? It's like natural evolutions. Yeah, you go to Digimon and it's like Tyrannosaurus, Megazord, guns. like guns, yeah. <laughs> Boob Lady, like like yeah. Godomon. Godomon goes from this little like plus, like yeah, amoeba to an angel to an angel. I'm yeah, like, to a cat to an angel. Yeah. Like, oh. Okay. oh, that's right. Palmon is the yeah. other uh, yeah. the little TK's one. Yeah. yeah, and he turns into an angel too. Yeah, turns into an angel. Um, um, but like I, my I have two kids. Like my daughters are twelve and six. And my six year old, I started showing her Digimon on Hulu because they have the entire series on Hulu again. Oh, good. Um, and so we watched first the first two seasons, and then I found out that they kept making movies even up to this last year. Oh, really? There's like seven Digimon movies that have the original cast, and they continue that story from seasons one and two. And it has Davis. It has all the cast from season ones and two. Oh, wow. And it tells a story. And there's like seven fucking movies. And they're making another one this year. And it's all about the season two kids. Huh. And um, I think it's the last movie that has the original voice of Mimi because the, the actress died. Yeah. So, like, they still have these going. And they're oh. really good. Like, yeah. they are full-fledged, full-on action movies. I think that the Wormmon Vmon yeah. combo evolution line, that was kind of like another... Like yeah, my favorite. Yeah, uh, so you come Stingmon, Stingmon, and uh, yeah. yeah, and then they they yeah they combine a Stingmon, and then uh, if they go, I think it's like the next thing is like to their pa- uh, Paeldramon. Yeah, with and the then, guns. Yep, and then I, I just eventually always... they get to that uh, the the one that has two different forms. It's either the big dragon or it's more like Omnimon with yep. like the weapons. You know, I just like, always remember more... Wormmon because you go Stingmon. Yeah, like that's how you talk. <laughs> Stingmon. <laughs> it's like that. I loved the Wormmon because it was like, especially because of the beginning, that uh, his uh, the whole thing with the dark. Uh, yeah, it was basically the Green Ranger from fucking Power Rangers. Yeah, they made exactly. Uh, I can't remember his name, but yeah, the the Digimon Emperor. They were kind of like recreating the like the way it worked. They were recreating that that dark like, ooh, who is it? Yeah, you know, the anti, from, yeah. from the original first season with the black gears. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, I highly suggest you watch these movies. They're available on Peacock. Like, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, they have like all seven movies just for free on Peacock. Okay. Um, I think um, I can get that on my PS4. Um, there's even parts where they bring back the Digimon Emperor, like in his full thing. And people are like, wait, wh- why is he doing this? And like, you, it's a it's a plot twist. They're like, why is he showing up in this? Like, they went full fledged. These movies are great. Mm-hmm. Um, there's even a new character that like kind of deals with like, she can't deal with her anxiety or her, her emotions. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, her Digimon freaks out. And that's what causes some of the plot of like, like they have to basically like, is it right to put down a Digimon just because of like they can control their own powers kind of thing? And it does with this very heavy fucking plot, you know, device about that. Mm-hmm. My six year old was like, whoa, <laughs> yeah, you get some heavy shit, but it's really good. Yeah, I recommend them. Um, like I said, the next one's coming out. They put a teaser out. I think I always appreciate like TV shows like that. Like, I don't like kid a lot of kids shows that are just like stupid. You know anymore? Yeah. Like sometimes it's funny, but like to like if that's all it is, if that's all the show is, like I I just I don't know. I can't really get behind it. I really appreciate newer kids shows last couple years, like that are deeper, like get into deeper, like they got Mimi, they got all of them. Like see, they're back. Like, oh wow! Like they kind of change the animation style. It's more up. Yeah, it's more up to date. Like, it doesn't but have those like really deep, dark, harsh line and outlines and stuff. More like, like, look a, at the trend, like the it's it's a beautiful movie. Like it's it's animated beautifully. I love how it's just like the animation style just looks like a much more. Um, it looks like a much more like a like a more colorful, 
<laughs> it, it reminds me of the, the animation style they use for Chainsaw Man. <laughs> like their faces are kind of the similar uh, style, but it's more upbeat and less serious. Well, this last one is called Last <laughs> Evolution Kazuna or Kazuna. Uh-huh. And it centers around Ty and Matt. You remember the main two guys? Yeah. And that's their new digivices, like, as they got older. And literally the story is, as they got older, they're getting to this point where every time they digivolve, they're, they're, every time they digivolve or they use uh, their guys digivolving, they're losing a tick. And at the end of that, they're, they lose their connection with their Digimon. Oh, no. So, like, basically Agumon and Gabumon die, or are going to die if they keep using their powers. And, like, shit yeah. starts happening, and they have to keep making them evolve to save Japan. Yeah. And it's like killing them, and it's also basically an allegory for like Ty and Matt growing up, hmm. and they're not hanging out. There's even a part, dude. There's a funny part where Agumon finds Ty's porn magazines. No, yeah, and he's like, "What's <laughs> this, Ty?" <laughs> Holy shit! I just did a good Agumon. That was a good yeah, Agumon. That was really good. <laughs> What's this, Ty? <laughs> I've always wanted to be a voice actor. Yeah. I always wanted to fucking do that. I, 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 I pitch voice. I can have fun with it. Yeah, I think uh, one of my favorites that I can do is uh, Towley from South Park. Just Always remember to bring a towel. Oh, hey there, children. You want to get high? I Don't with... forget to bring a towel. It's like uh, <laughs> like Mickey Mouse and like, like hi there, boys and girls. <gasps> uh, but I'm fucking dr- I, I don't have my fucking voice. <laughs> Let me see. <clears throat> uh, yeah, it's like yeah. fucking raspy. Have you seen the YouTube videos called Prostitute Mickey? Uh-uh. I should probably look it up. <laughs> you gotta look him up. Like, hey there, Joe. It's like literally him as a prostitute. Your phone? Yeah. Oh. I just <laughs> like he was calling me. <laughs> Call, answer it. Answer, answer it. it. Yeah. Hey there. Uh, you were live on unloading meat. What's up, buddy? Hey, buddy. Are you doing unloading meat? Yeah, I'm on it right now. What's up, Roscoe? You're live on the show. You're the second person to call me. Huh? How are we doing? Are you guys enjoying yourself? Are you unloading some meats? Yeah, I've been here since like 11. Jesus Christ, a two-hour episode? Do you know how much editing you're going to have to do to find one funny thing? (laughs) (laughs) It's so true, Roscoe. It's so true. It's like when I had you on, man. (laughs) No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what are you doing tonight? This. This is what I'm doing. No, what are you fucking doing tonight? Okay. Well, what do you what do you what do you want us to do tonight? Because I can't be out late. I've got Crybaby Hill tomorrow. Huh? What's comedy club? We got a show. I'm broke. <laughs> uh, I don't know. After we finish this up, I'll hit you up and see what's going on. I can't stay out too late at all tonight because I got Crybaby Hill at like ten in the morning. <laughs> No, no, I'm gonna be getting fucked up on the sidelines while the bikers no, cry, babies. Oh yeah. Love you too, man. Take- love you, buddy. Okay, I'll do my best. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> that was just mean. <laughs> so, was she a hooker? prostitute sex worker i'm not trying to shame i'm just more curious she wasn't you went on a date how the fuck are you getting laid and how the fuck are you not needing a company like blue chew who coincidentally is not sponsoring today's episode of unloading meat but they could be they could be if you're tired of these fake ads 
make sure to reach out to the, your favorite sponsors like Blue Chew and tell them to sponsor this show. Now, back to the episode. I don't want to get too much into it, but I've just I've tried to avoid the the, the there, comedy scenes drama the, right there's now. There's so it's, many clicks and dri- yeah, yeah, and, like clicks, but they, a lot of the clicks like intertwine, and there's people that fuck with these people, and they fuck with these people, yes. but they don't fuck with these people. It's just like. I don't know. I just don't get it, like why people hold on to that stuff as harshly as they do. Yeah. I get it. You have beef and you don't want to fuck with this person, but why make it everyone else's conversation? Yeah. Like I if you want to talk to me about it, I'll listen, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna repeat it yeah. outside of that conversation. I don't want to. I yeah. don't wanna have problems with anybody because I don't have the time. Yeah. I don't have time to have issues with people. I work fifty hours a week and yeah. I put in I'm trying to do I do one show a month and I'm trying to get booked on other people's stuff and I'm trying to set up more stuff for me, like a possible mic and a possible yeah. uh, another show at another place. And I'm just like, I don't I don't wanna have problems. No. I have no issues. I think I think the biggest problem in Tulsa comedy right now is these echo chamber group chats. I hate them. I've people have asked me, Oh, do you want me to add you to this group chat? Fuck no. Yeah. I don't want to know. Yeah. Because, like, personally, like, I had my name dragged through one of them in, ju- in January, and um, that was one of the most devastating things that's happened to me in comedy was just how many people came up to me and asked me about this thing that they should not have known about it. Yeah. They had no business to know about this problem. Yeah. And I'm like, it's not okay. Yeah. And I don't need 20 people, or, like, realistically, yeah. there was four or five people that came up to me in, within two days on a weekend, um, and I'm just like... None of you needed to know. None yeah. of you needed to be a part of this issue. It, it should have been me and the other person involved and maybe one other person that just, like, says something. Yeah, I just had that first experience of having my name publicly dragged through the mud, and I hated that. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry that happened to you, man. Oh, I'm fine. I'm over it now. This episode of Unloading Me is not brought to you by your favorite mobile banking app, such as Cash App. Man, I love using Cash App, especially when I'm doing things other than buying drugs. Cash app. So, you know, just being real, I, it took a while to find myself, and this is kind of it, the result. Well, I'm glad to have you around, buddy. Thanks, that, man. That means anything. I'm glad to have you around. Like, oh. I'm glad to, like, <laughs> you know, I, like I said, I suicide twice. Uh, Roscoe yeah. says, I'm a two, uh, I was like, I'm a, I'm a two time survivor of suicide. And he goes, Well, are you a success or is it a failure? I mean, yeah, I'm a two time suicide failure. <laughs> 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 they say third time's a try. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah, no. No, I, get I've therapy always, here, buddy. Uh, yeah, if you need it. I mean, like me, I've never really felt comfortable in therapy. So, um, yeah, and like I I look at therapy the same way I look at it, religion. Like I'm not religious, but I'm not like going to say like fuck you because you're religious or anything like that. That's Do good because I'm religious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, you know what I mean? Like I'm not a religious person, but I can respect yeah. your beliefs and stuff like that. Like, yeah. um, therapy did a lot good for me but i understand people's hesitations to that do it as long as you can find some happiness be you yeah i mean i've got my trauma and my yeah. issues like you can see that in my stand-up it's like uh like you would know like probably most people wouldn't believe i was christian based on the fact that i most of my content is very dark and very like dirty and not yeah. all of it but a lot of it you know especially yeah. the starting stuff and that's just getting you know just taking out anxieties my yeah. personal issues with stuff out on comedy yeah i feel like that's where a lot of people start yeah I mean, my sexual assault dealt with the church stuff. Yeah. So that's why it's part of me. You know, like I did deal with my sexuality for 20 years because of that shit. Mm-hmm. 
you know, with the, the like, you know, my best friend, like cut, but like my best friend forced me to blow him when I was like 12 mm. and like they were religious and then him and his mom covered it up with the church. Like they don't believe you because you're not in our church. Like, you know, basically shame me out that's of fucked it. Up. That's yeah. not Christian. Yeah. So that's, that's what happened with me. That's what had me, that's why I'm with religion and I've kind of had a fall, you know, nothing against it or anything like that, but that was yeah. my personal thing that happened. That's a perfect example of bad Christians. Yeah. There's too many of them out there nowadays. And so that, that shit happened. And then like, you know, just, uh, uh you know, I moved on from that, but like when I was getting the therapy, I was like, I also think people are like, you know, how do you find the right person? I'm like, well, you, the first thing with me that I found was kind of enlightening with therapy was you're not set in stone with the therapist. Like it's a revolving door until you find somebody you kind of click with. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, you know, like me and you were talking, like I could have 30 people on here and I might find one that me and I are going to have a really good conversation with. Yeah. So like with the therapy thing, I went through three therapists before I found one that just really clicked with me and then it worked. And like, you know, at the end of the day, sometimes you just need to have someone that really will listen. And that's all a lot of people need is somewhere to listen. If you find that at church, if you find that at therapy, if you find that anywhere, as long as you're getting that outlet, sometimes that'll make it the healthiest thing is what I feel. Yeah, I think that's where my issue with therapy is. Like, I don't really, if I just need to vent. I'll just vent to somebody yeah. I trust, you know, yeah. and then I'll be done with it. Yeah. Whereas, like, for me, it's like what I wanted, what I wanted out of therapy, I could never find. It was I wanted someone to give me a perspective that I didn't already think about. Yeah. And it, I sit there and I'll just think and think and think about something for hours or, like, have little, like, monologue sessions you know just to like outwardly you know vent yeah even just to myself just to like think out my thought process about an issue like my mom's a teacher yeah so like she she had the she my mom actually got famous for a little while she was called the panhandling teacher um she actually got on the harry connick jr show up in new york yeah. yeah because of that um which i thought was interesting um and she did like all this like fundraising and uh it's because she did this video um, where she stood out by the Hard Rock Casino and uh, was, like, just panhandling for teachers, you know. Uh, she had a sign that said, need school supplies or something like that. It was super funny, and it blew up on the local news. And then she was supposed to do Ellen, too. But that one fell through, and I was like, it was like Ellen or Harry Connick Jr., and she went with Harry Connick Jr. Yeah. So, and then she did, like, some other interviews and stuff, like a lot of local In stuff. hindsight, she made the right choice, probably, because a lot of yeah. shit happened with Ellen. Yeah, I just hear Ellen, give, even though she's a piece of shit, she gives out great great yeah. gifts. And I was like, Mom, I want you to go to Ellen so I can go and like get a gift. I yeah. don't care what it is. If it's like an iPad, fuck yeah, it's a free iPad. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. You can be the next cowboy singer at Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny. Like, I hate that Like, I'm actually trying to... Like, I don't hate it. Like, I'm very happy for my family. Like, uh, my cousin was a test, ri- a test writer for Kawasaki out in California. Nice. Uh, my mom, like I said, was this panhandling teacher stuff. Which is gone now. She worked for T Public, uh, Tulsa. She worked for private schools, Tulsa Public, and then after a couple of years back at Tulsa Public, uh, in later years, um, she was like, "I can't do this anymore." And now she works like online private school stuff. I'm not sure if she's going to continue to do it. My my mom and stepdad are becoming RV people now. Same with my parents. It's very interesting. They're getting that letter. They, they bought a travel trailer, and now they're thinking about selling that to get an RV. Like switch mm-hmm. that, and like they're very into like. Just want to travel around and do their own thing, kind Honestly, of thing. It sounds awesome. It does. Uh, not for me, claustrophobic. <laughs> yeah. Um. I told. Uh. I think it was Thunderwolf. I told him, "You want to know one of my biggest nightmare thing is like mm-hmm. the thing that will trigger. Like honestly, freak me the fuck out. It's mm-hmm. the weirdest thing. An RV bathroom. Mm. They're so small, and yeah. like, and then like I think Thunderwolf was like. What about an airplane bathroom? It's like same thing. I probably oh, wouldn't go with those. No, those are worse. Like I, uh, I, I, I've taken flights. I have no problem in a plane. No, those are, temporary. Those are tight for me, and I'm 
135. And I'm a big pounds. dude. So yeah. like, it's just like anything like I'm always that big dude. And maybe it's just because I grew up a fat too. Like I'm always self-conscious about it. It's so like I'm always yeah, the big you shouldn't dude. shouldn't be. Like you're not a bad looking dude at all. You're just a well, larger thanks. man. Yeah. Well, what I'm, well, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, available right. on Grindr. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, sponsor me. Yeah. <laughs> or sponsor him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> what I was getting at was like because of how I grew up and stuff I have this self-conscious thing of like every time I go into a room I always want to be like the smallest but I don't want to draw attention mm-hmm. you know what I mean like I'm the guy that's like trying to like not want to make any you know all oh, the chairs gonna squeak and all that stuff like, I'm always that guy that's trying to shrink myself make myself smaller mm-hmm. and I've always grown up like that um the exact opposite of what you want to be as a comic yeah. <laughs> or yeah. a podcaster or anything like that yeah so, you want to make yourself you know yeah give your yeah but also I know like, look at me. I'm fucking, I feel like Roscoe right now. Just spread out, spread eagle, spread eagle yeah. or something, you know? <laughs> Most people generally are usually threatened or they just don't go around me a lot of times. And, like, like a lot of times, I like, unless I'm, like, talking or I'm happy or stuff like that, um, I just can sometimes, I can see it. You know what yeah. I mean? You can feel it, like, oh, look at that guy. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm self-conscious about that a little bit, too. So like you know I'm, I'm I can be empathetic for that like just because of like how you look just how you're gonna be treated and that's why also also I'm very like loud with my colors and stuff like that too I don't give a fuck anymore mm-hmm. but I'm at least uh, you know I know it I notice it yeah I uh I've had some inter- uh, interesting uh, experiences like that where I've gotten along better with other racial uh, groups yeah than the white people in the area yeah like but I have this running gag at work because I work with a lot of Hispanic people and uh, Central and Southern South American people. Um, and then a lot of rednecks. Yeah. Uh, and like casually, like, yeah, I get along with the rednecks. You know, that's yeah. kind of like the people I've known forever, you know, that kind of demographic. But yeah. uh, I also went to Eisenhower as a kid, um, which is a Spanish French immersion school. Oh, wow. So I learned how to read and write in Spanish at the same time or even before English. Wow. Uh, so whenever I moved to Vertigris, right, uh, English teachers thought I was an idiot because I was like, I couldn't really spell. Maybe that's why I'm so articulate now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've always gotten along with Hispanic people very well, and I love walking up to my Hispanic coworkers and be like a, a pinche gringos, or a, if it's like my Central or South American, it's more like a pinche blondies, just like fucking white people or fucking. Uh, I, I found that out when I went to Costa Rica. Apparently, the Central America they call uh, white people blondies as like that's our white slur in more middle middle like northern South America, whereas Mexico it's gringos, and I'm like I love both of those. Yeah, I love white slurs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're so used to Cracker, and that's all we've had for yeah. so long. Oh, C- cracker gets stale, guys. Oh, I uh. love walking up to my buddy, um, and I need to say this correctly. My good friend, his name is Jason. Most of the time, I just call him Jason, but he will come up to you. He will introduce and shake his shake your hand as and introduce you himself as Black Jason. And he tells me and everyone, he tells everyone to call him Black Jason, right? I don't. but yeah. <laughs> It's probably good. But, uh, but every time I see him, he always tries to get me to say the N-word. And I'm like, fuck. He does it in public. He does it in my house. He does it in public. And I'm like, no, I can't. I don't. <laughs> Why want would to you say it? I don't want to say it. Yeah. I'm like, it's just, I don't. I don't want to say it because I know it's. It still holds some weight. It's not like white. Spoiler slurs. alert. Yeah, it has weight to it. Yeah. I, it's not like white slurs. We don't give a shit. Yeah. We laugh. We like uh, one of my. Well, I'm just gonna say everything is, uh, I say has weight to it. What's uh? It's like a more. Po- it's not like Polynesian or like uh. Uh, totally didn't listen to that. It's, yeah. What's it called? Um, it's like Laotian kind of area, Laos and this kind of area. They uh, they say Guaylo. 
I love that I can pronounce it correctly, too. Nice. Guaylo. Hey, Guaylo. It literally... Uh, You're going to really help my demogra- demographics on this episode. Yeah. It really... Uh, yeah, so all the uh, Laotian people, watch this podcast right here. And you can just watch us Guaylos have a good time. Yeah. Guaylo. <laughs> What's our... T- like, how long have we been? Oh, dude, I don't know. I love white slurs, though. I walk up to my buddy, Tay, whenever I see him downtown, and uh, I'm always like, Sup, cracker! And I use the hard R. <laughs> Suck my cracker. You know, I try. Like, I can't be thug. I'm too fucking. I, so, uh, I'm fluorescent. You remember Adam Smith, right? <laughs> the sweet titties guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I actually used to work. He used to work at the same company. That really? I yeah, that's how I knew him. I was like, holy shit, I know that guy. He was there last night, and he just. I mean, he came in there to support. He was just there for a crowd. Yeah. Um, and he was super cool and stuff like that. But I had a joke. I was just like. I, I was like, look at this motherfucker over here. I was like, you look like the kind of dude that's like your overall demeanor makes me uncomfortable anytime you start a word with the letter N. <laughs> <laughs> he wore a weld. A ki- this motherfucker on his day off, like he's not going there to show. Mm. I mean, he had his merch. He had his always wears his sweet titty shit. Oh, yeah. He'll be in here tomorrow. Oh, is it good? Yeah, Hell on yeah. The couch, yeah. Shout out to Adam Smith. Again, people that are putting in the fucking effort, I want him on the couch. Yeah, I had him on my show, um, and I love him to death. Like He's yeah. a really cool dude. Um, super cool dude. He just, uh, as far as his comedy goes, his material is there, um, and he's got amazing stage presence, and yeah. he's really good at, you know... His uh, stage motions and stuff, yeah. and working that in, and he's got a connection with the crowd. Yeah, and using the the microphone in very uh, original ways. It's, yeah, it's hilarious. It's it's just his uh, his overall material is a little rough, and he's working on it. Yeah. I've seen him do a lot better. He just did the Fresh Faces show with Michael Patton, and I yeah. did a guest spot on that. To, nice. to open the show. I helped promote it. I, I didn't get to go, but I was trying to promote it. I, oh, yeah. I, I put an episode out for you. Thank you, dude. This will be like my fifth podcast this week. Hmm. Like, I've been doing this and shows. Like I've been trying. Yeah, gotta give yourself um, props, man. I try to. Uh, Another guy's just busting his ass. I try, man. Oh yeah. Um, and that's like I'm just trying to put in the effort, man. That's, you know, real yeah. recognizes real kind of shit. But like I was trying to like customize like how my look for some certain guests and stuff, and I was like, JB, I can't really dress like you. You know, I don't really have the hair like you, but I can get close. So I wore this. He doesn't even have the hair like. Him. <laughs> I just wore this for him. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Can you uh? Just get a, uh, let's take this as a shot. Just <laughs> I'm just going to hold it, but like. You can put it on, it's a stat. Oh uh, yeah, I'm just going to hold it and be like, damn, JB came for a second time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, with the hands. The hands make it perfect. <laughs> Look at the hands. I tried to like hold it, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, ooh. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, like, well, Dakota, oh, yeah. Dakota, I was like, okay, he's always gonna have his backwards cap. So I had these up here, and I wore one before. backwards. Yeah, yeah. we got uh, some similar glasses. Yeah. What color did I pick? I got white. I got darker ones. I got red. I got, I got like five different colors. Oh, that's nice. I just have these. I got the. These are the glasses. Did I tell you what happened? How I got these glasses? Um, so it was when I uh, went to Disney. When you're um, living underneath the the staircase. <laughs> yeah. Privet Alley. It was when I went to Florida with. Uh, um, uh, with my uh, sisters, um, which just to for the sake, uh, it's kind of a joke, really, about how like everyone was like, "Oh, good for you, you went." Like, and I was like, "Listen, I barely paid for shit." <laughs> it's like the same with my Costa Rica trip. I didn't pay for any of the hotels or any of the uh, any of the flights or yeah. anything. It's like it's just because my sister is a travel agent. 
Nice. And so she gets a lot of this, and she does deals or, like, gets huge discounts on stuff. I think, well, I did pay for the Disney trip, but it was, like, so discounted, and we, we BR'd our way through a lot of the, a lot of fees and stuff. And, um, yeah, shout out to my sister if this uh, ends up on the podcast. <laughs> it can't be. The one that called? Yeah, no, no, that was my that was my little sister. Um, let me pull it up on my phone real quick. Yeah, my little sister. She, uh, my 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 siblings are impressive. My little sister, she's an OU cheerleader, um, a flyer. Like uh, the previous college before she went to OU, she had one of the biggest scholarships in the U- United States for yeah. cheerleading. It was insane, but she dropped that to go be an OU cheerleader, which is just sounds cooler. Yeah, <laughs> she's like a three time national champ. Damn. Um, it's freaking ridiculous. And then my older sister, um, I'm, I'm actually a little jealous of, got to be honest. Um, she's sitting at 47.1 thousand followers on Instagram. Damn. Yeah. Her, uh, her page is called Creek Grown. Um, and it's just, uh, it's just kind of like a, I don't know how to put it. It's like, um, she does different segments like about books or like what she's doing, um, with her like Airbnb stuff, like uh, she has these, uh, she's doing like kind of like small Airbnb, Airbnb like uh, like minimalistic kind of um, like cabins, like the creek grown cabins, I think is what she calls them. Okay. Um, out by the pond on the back forty of my grandparents' land, and uh, then she has another like larger, more house like um, Airbnb there that like kind of goes down by the creek and super cool. Cool. That's but pretty she neat. She does that, and then she does like she's also a travel agent, so she's got Mouse Grown, her other page for her. She specializes in Disney stuff, so she just gets these insane trips. Like, uh, for example, when we went, uh, there's this restaurant called Space Two Twenty or something like that, mm-hmm. and apparently it's really a pain in the ass to get that reservation because um, it's the restaurant where you go in and you wait in line for a second, and then you go into this elevator, and it looks like you're going into space on the elevator, like oh, super. Cool. Super cool, and then you come out, and it looked like you look down and you watch as you raise out from Florida. Super neat, and you can look up, and there's a whole nother view of like going into space, and uh, and it like the it's it's so crazy how realistic it feels. Yeah. And then you get up to the top, and it opens up, and there's this big like panoramic. Uh, it looks like a window, but that way you can see out in space, and they've got little video like a. It's not like I don't know how long this has to be on like a loop or something. But it's like different things will happen, like little space people, you know, little astronauts and stuff. Like there's one I saw when I was digging into my delicious uh, salmon. Um, <laughs> why did salmon pop me? I have no idea why salmon pop me. Salmon. <laughs> get that, get that fish protein. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know why that got dirty. Red uh, snapper. <laughs> trout. <laughs> <laughs> is that what a trout would sound like? And then like around here, just be yeah. like catfish. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> oh god! Then you have a mm, no. I don't know. I lost it. <laughs> Minnow. But yeah, they've just got this really crazy. I've got a picture. I'm about to show it to you. It's nuts. I heard they're already canceling the, the they shut down the Star Wars the the Ritzy like Star Wars experience. Oh thing. yeah, dude. I mean, I looked into it. It was like is is it's like ten grand or something. It was expensive, wasn't it? I think the cheapest one for two people was like four or five. It was yeah. insane. It was like at one point when it first opened, um, for some reason, I think they had like early passes. Yep. It was like two grand. Yeah, and then like twenty four hundred, and now and then it like doubled. 
And I was like, holy shit. They're already co- closing it down. Cause yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it seems like a super like badass thing, but... It's not cost effective for how much. I mean, it, like, it's one of those things where I think it's ahead of its time. Like, you give it five years, and like, it'll be yeah. more cost effective to do something like that. Yeah, I mean, if you look at like the games and the activities, they were so much more lower budget, or like not lower budget, but just less like grabbing. Yeah. as like a lot of the other shit that's in that uh, the Star Wars area. Of Disney. I, I always, I, and it's still one of my favorite clips. I love the animatronic Spider Man crashing. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the animatronic of Spider Man? Uh, uh-uh, no. So you seen the, the Marvel? Um, world like the marble camp they have they have like a shield camp it no not yet big thing was they have an animatronic spider-man that does actual acrobatics throughout the camp, like the swings and stuff oh yeah yeah um remember when i brought up optimus prime in the movie dying Mm -hmm. imagine being a kid at the campus and this happens here goes something oh no the malfunction oh no (laughs) (laughs) is that part of it (laughs) He, or was he that was an supposed, accident? That was an accident. He was supposed to land that. Oh. It's, a, it's a robot in the suit. That's an animatronic that's actually supposed to do the full backflip. Oh, and, no. And it, like, it's seized up. <laughs> oh, Can my you God. imagine being a kid like, Spider-Man! <laughs> well, anybody that knows Spider-Man, that wouldn't have hurt him all that bad. He would have been fine. He's taking harder hits. Oh, I love that <laughs> clip so fucking much. It's so funny. <laughs> I'm going to have to send that to my sister. It's so good. It's uh, hilarious. So was it like, did they like owe you, your family a, a debt or something? Was it like Hatfield versus McCoy's? No. I'm just, I'm just flabbergasted. Like, how are you getting laid more than I am? And how are you needing, how are you not needing a sponsor like Blue Chew? Which again, could be a sponsor of Unloading Meat, but they're not right now. If you'd like to change that and stop hearing about Stefano's sexual escapades, reach out to your favorite sponsors like Blue Chew and tell them to sponsor Unloading Meat. Now, back to the episode. I do have, I do care about pedophiles. I don't yeah. care if you're where you're from. If you're a pedophile, yeah. I fuck, go fuck yourself. Yeah, that's why with a name like Jared, I don't go to Subway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> know your audience. But it's like, <laughs> uh, know your audience. God damn it, that's the clip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that part will save. <laughs> that's why I don't go to Subway. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, it's like, I don't, I don't get know. a six inch or a foot You want to steal that joke or fix it and work it out? Yeah, we'll figure take it, it out. Take it. Like, I get people not wanting rape jokes or this kind of joke or anything like that stuff. And I say, any taboo topic, my philosophy is. I agree 100% with you. That's a risque, taboo topic. Mm-hmm. You can't say no 100%. It's just if they're going to do that topic, you better be on point, and it better be fucking good. Uh, I remember Zach Amon told me, like, everything in comedy, like, nothing should be off limits. It just comes down to intent first. Yes. But then my opinion, to take, to take it a little further, is, like, your intent has to be right. But when I write a joke, like, my my one gay joke in my set is about is a true story about... I, went, I was at First Shop with yeah. my roommate and my friend Josh, who's a gay man. Um, he's also, like, one of the most masculine gay dudes you'll ever meet. I mean, I, he used to be, at least. Now he's, he's kind of laying into it a little more. Yeah. It's, it's adorable. He went to college. Especially um, this month. He went to OSU, and he got a little gayer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, he's one of my... I've known him since middle school. I've drank with him. I've, he's been one of my best friends for a long time. Yeah. And I have a joke about how I went to the bar. We came in from the patio... Uh, 
Peyton and Josh went to go grab a table, and I went to the bar to grab a round, right? And by the time I get there, my two skinny butt cheeks are halfway on that cushioned seat. Josh is over the table, drunk off his ass, and is in my face, and he's like, Nick, Nick, tonight, you, me, and Peyton, we start a band tonight. What do we call ourselves? Without any hesitation or breaking eye contact, I looked that man dead in the face and said, oh, yeah, two straights and left, my guy. Like that's good. That's yeah, good. Yeah, it's just funny. And what I'm saying is, like, whenever where I'm going with that is, uh, when I write jokes like that, or if I write a joke about a, a any kind of category that I don't fit into, yeah. my main goal is to make that that those people, whether it's like Hispanic people and a racial group or like a sexuality group or whatever, whoever the joke is about, if I if it's not about if I don't fall into that category, yeah. Those are the people that I need to laugh the hardest. Yes. And I will I will ask people like if it's funny, you know, um, in that you, community. You do know? you remember what happened to me at Rose Lounge? Uh which oh, with uh with what's his nuts? No, no, or, no, no. Uh, my my what who walked in right before my set and I I like had a moment. Who was okay. it? So we're at Rose Lounge, yeah. you know. I'm getting ready to go up and I told you my set opens with a midget oh. reference. Yes, yes. And then it ends with black guy jokes, like me sucking yes. black guy hawk. And five minutes before I go up, like three or four black dudes sit up at the front bar. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. With and then the, a, a black little person hops hops up on this bar stool. And I was like, yeah. what are the fucking odds? Well, you had the three, the three guys, uh, the two girls. I think it was like one girl and two guys or something. It was the people with uh, with Thunderwolf. Yeah. And then the yeah the two black dudes that came in, and then the with the white guy. Yeah. And then the one of them was a midget, a little per- yeah a little person. And I was and like. I I talked to him after your set. Uh, yeah, I was like, uh, "What'd you think about it?" And he was like, "Oh, dude, yeah, I loved it." Well, and like my <laughs> thing is like, and I don't remember which comedian said it. It may have been Tom Segura or somebody, or whoever said it. It's Chappelle or whoever. Some, yeah. some person said it. Like, if you're afraid to say the word or say the content in front of that person or somebody, you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. And I like my joke is not making fun of midgets. Yeah. Or anything. It's literally my whole joke is literally like, how is it? okay it's not okay to say the r word in 2023 but somehow on facebook people are making midget jokes that's really <laughs> yeah. fucked up let's yeah. throw a midget around left and right and i thought that was the original problem yeah it's kind of <laughs> the same same build uh structure as uh oh what was it the one i do about how uh whenever we were, when we were back in the day it's like people would like one dude one kid at the on the playground would give a compliment to another kid and you know then they'd be like oh no homo yeah and i was like well just like dave Chappelle said modern times need modern solutions I've caught it. I've got it. We just replaced no homo with uh, uh, platonically. So it's like, you know, you're in the bathroom and you look over and some dude's wearing nice kicks, but then you stumble in your words and be like, oh, nice cock, bro. No, uh, you know, platonically. You know, <laughs> you know however I tell that. Yeah. Joke, but, you know, it's like uh, just like red- fly. Yeah. Uh, That's, that must be the fly that landed on uh, on uh, <laughs> on Pence's head back in, yeah. <laughs> back in 2016. Yeah. <laughs> just. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> fucking. Then Jim Carrey was fucking. Uh, what oh, was it? Pence or Biden? No, it was Pence. Was it Pence? Yeah, I think it was Pence. It's Pence. Yeah. Yeah. It, Pence. it like landed on his head and it was there for like I don't know six like tw- like so many frames. Yeah. And then it like dubbed to someone else and then it came back to him and it was still there. Yeah. Like swat the fly away. Like do you not feel it? Is there Botox in your forehead? Like figure it out, bud. Like even like and then Rudy Giuliani didn't notice the fucking sweat drip of his fucking black hair. Oh god, that was yeah, great. Yeah, the is painted on toupee. Yeah, that dude, that dude's weird. 
But yeah, like, like I, I, I doubled down. Like, just had the confidence to do those jokes, and they went over well. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they weren't making fun. Like, punching down. It's like, like I said, it's like when I try to write a joke, or even if I do something like that, it's like the people that I want to laugh the most are the people that you know the joke is about. Yeah. You know. Well, my thing is, but if I like make a joke about being a skinny white boy, it's yeah. like, fuck you if you don't like it. Yeah. It's like I am that. Yeah. You know. It's like you know, like I don't know. I just feel like. I have this thing where, like, and I've talked before, like, if there's a rule and it's a stupid rule or something where I'm like, why is that there? I kind of just have this natural thing to fuck with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if it's stupid, I'm going to show you how stupid it is kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It just it feels like I just have that inclination kind of itch sometimes. And, like, it's like if you tell me not to roast, I'm probably going to roast. Jerry Ralphie Allen, thank you so much for having me, buddy. Dude, thank you for coming on. Like, I'm going to bring this back up. Like, uh, uh. Dude, this has been a hell of a chat. Where can everybody find you at? Like, where can I see the great Nick Danks? Let's see. So you can catch me um, on my comedy page on Instagram of uh, Nick Danks underscore the comedian. Um, I'm trying to build that up a little bit. Um, I want to do some more videos and clips and reels and stuff. Um, uh, Working on that. But uh, like we talked at the beginning, um, I host a once a month show. It's always the last Friday of every month at uh, the Rose Lounge. not too far from Main Street, Broken Arrow, like right there on 71st. Um, Caddy Corner to the Quick Trip at uh, kind of uh, 71st or Aspen or whatever the Broken Arrow people call it. Yeah. And uh, Elm. So it's just right across from there. Like uh, if you know where the Broken Arrow stacks, the ESIG shop, it's right on that same little strip of buildings. Um, we're working on some new stuff as well. Um, and right now I think I've uh, got some uh, shows coming up and trying to work out some shows for another bar. Uh, and big speak at a bar called Gibby's. Nice. So, well, man, thank you for being on. Um, I loved going out to Rose Lounge. I love that place. Um, I hope to be back sometime. I, oh, absolutely, I, I, dude. I loved going out there. It's a great venue. Great host. Oh, uh. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking about implementing like themes or something. I yeah. don't know, some kind of a theme, like uh, either a theme for just me, the host, or like a theme night for the bar, or like if, if the comics want to get on yeah. it too. Guys, I'm Jared Ralphie Allen. Thank you so much for watching this extended, long, amazing chat episode of Unloading Meat with the great Nick Danks. Peace. We just have too much in common. Yeah. Bye. Have a great time.